Hi, friends. Happy Sunday. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have just finished recording this episode. I am still teary. We're going to be fine. we got a great show in store for y'all. It's day 11 of the 2021 Christmas party. So our 12 days in a row of Christmas episodes is about to end. But not before we spend our second Sunday in a thoughtful conversation with someone I'm just honored to introduce to y'all. More on that in a minute. See, we like to use the Sundays during 12 days as a chance to hear from some wise pastor voices. And if you missed last Sunday with Becca Stevens, trust me, you want to go back and give that one a listen. The music you hear in the background of our party is Little Drummer Boy from our friends for King & Country. It's on their album, A Little Drummer Boy Christmas, and it's so good. Be sure you check it out. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Athletic Greens. It's been several weeks since I started using Athletic Greens. I'm amazed at just how much important and healthy stuff they pack into one little drink. It's like a one-stop shop for green goodness. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your body in so many ways, helping with energy, gut health, focus, your nervous system, your immune system. I mean, y'all, AG1 supplements so many aspects of your overall health. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body can actually absorb. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and it aids in mental clarity and alertness, which I need, all things that we can definitely use to live our lives as fully as possible. In fact, Athletic Greens was created when their founder was experiencing a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It was like $100 a day, y'all. Can you believe that? That's brutal. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an affordable, optimal nutrition routine on your own. Athletic Greens is much cheaper than getting all the different supplements separately. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water. Water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today on the show, I get to talk with Father Mike Schmitz. Father Mike is a Catholic priest, the director of Youth and Young Adult Ministries in the Diocese of Duluth in Minnesota, and a speaker and an author. He's a prolific YouTuber. But I became connected with him when, at the beginning of 2021, I started listening to his new podcast, The Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz, in which he reads the entire Bible, gives his own prayer and commentary every day. Even before it launched, it became the number one ranked podcast overall on Apple Podcasts and it stayed there all year, you guys. I love it so much, and it has really impacted me this year. I mean, the tears, you guys. (laughs) That's why I feel so honored to have the chance to talk with him. I can't wait for you to get to know him. So here's my conversation with my favorite Catholic priest and our friend, Father Mike Schmitz. Okay, Father Mike, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thank you so much. It it has sounded... Like a fun idea for maybe a year now. That's finally happening. <laughs> That's how long I've been stalking you about how much you have meant to me this year since the beginning. Oh, it's been such a gift. I'm glad we were able to nail it down before the end of the year. Let me back up and ask you this. Is this the first year you've read the Bible as a podcast? As Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, first time we, record, we ever recorded it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Talk me through what happened in 2020 that made you decide to do that this year. Well, I don't know if you know, if you read the news. But um, in 2020, there was 2020 was tough. <laughs> uh, in March of 2020, I had led a group of our students. I work at the University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, group of our, group of our students and some other students from other uh, campuses to Israel on a Holy Land pilgrimage, yeah. and we landed on Sunday morning. And that Sunday afternoon, the Prime Minister of Israel said. On Thursday, we're shutting down travel into Israel. And so we were, oh, well, we just got here. And so it was this kind of scramble to get flights. We were there for two and a half days. No, completely grace-filled days. I've been there maybe 13 times or so. And this was the two, like, packed of grace two and a half days. It was awesome. But uh, at midnight on Tuesday night, I got a knock on my hotel door saying, "Um, you need to be down in the lobby in 10 minutes because your shuttle's taking you to the airport. We're, you know, you're leaving now. I'm like, oh, okay. So we all scrambled back and got back to campus. And, uh, you know, we had been in 
the 30 of us had been in six international airports in five days. So we quarantined ourselves. And then when we were done, then the whole state of Minnesota went into quarantine. And so it was one of those situations where if you remember, I remember we had, we had just said goodbye to everyone for spring break with the idea that hey, we'll come back and just, we have, we want to, we want to do something incredible this Lent leading up to Easter. And now we didn't, didn't even get to say goodbye. And so we started having like a, broadcasting our Sunday services or our Sunday masses. And uh, that was one of the things that just was so helpful to try to get in, to remain in touch with our students. But then everyone and their brother started some kind of online ministry. And so I, people were telling me, oh, it's gotta be such a great break right now, you know, to just, you know, slow down, a slower pace in life. And I thought, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> because during this time, I find myself being busier than than ever. And so I found myself, this that all was to lead up to this, which is, um, I found myself being really distracted. Uh, just like there's always something else to do, always something else to like listen to. And because I, I love podcasts, I love audiobooks. That's kind of how I take in information. And uh, but I was listening to as many like people I thought were wise, like wise in the ways of the world. Um, so I was distracted by all of those voices. And I was also distressed because uh, just kind of politically and culturally and all these kind of things. And so at the same time, I was reading the book of Judges. And something just spoke so clearly uh, to my mind, to my heart about this, of just, oh, this isn't the first time that uh, people of God have struggled. You know, this isn't the worst time even. And I mean, even each different story in the book of Judges is a generation or two. And you think, oh, we just went, are going through a couple months or a couple years. And imagine there being this time where you have, there's no end in sight. There's no, there's no stability in sight. And as you know, the, the line in the end of Judges is, in that time, there's no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And I just thought, things have been worse, but what did they rely on? They relied on the relationship with the Lord and on his word. And so I just had this thought of, you know what we need to do? You know what I need to do? Is I need to be more in touch with the eternal word of God than with this temporary words the world keeps speaking. And so I thought, you know, I want to read the Bible, but you know what? I want to read it out loud and I want to read it. And maybe people want to listen to this. And so I proposed it to this group, Ascension, that I've worked with and done stuff in the past with. And uh, they said, great idea. Let's get on it. And that's how that started. So kind of a long walk for a short drink of water, but that's, no, that's, that's kind of how it started. Let me do some nuts and bolts questions. Because I also need you to know that I want to tell you how I feel about you reading me the Bible, but I'm so close to tears about it that we're going to do like other things. Okay. <laughs> so nuts and bolts. Do you record live every day? I mean, do you oh, record man. it every day or do you do a chunk at a time? How are you doing 365 podcasts? That is a great question. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I wanted, I finished but I just finished. Oh, okay. So I was only maybe uh, 15 days ahead or whatever we are right now. And, uh, and, and that was both a gift because I would get feedback from people. You know, people would have questions about stuff or they'd, they'd say, you know, this is something that really spoke to me or this is something, an update on my life. You know, we had a number of people who, uh, couples who were struggling with infertility. And over the course of this last year, uh, reported back just we, that we're, some there may be three or four podcasts where we like specifically prayed yes. for couples with and them reaching out. No, not everyone, obviously, because but reaching out saying that these prayers were heard there. They've achieved pregnancy, they've actually had children delivered since it's been 12 months since we started, and it's incredible, right? And so, that kind of sense of I'm so grateful that I wasn't done in May, yeah, uh, of course. On the other hand, my plan, my hope was to be done in May. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> okay, I'll be done by the end of the that school school year 29 or 2020, 2021, and then just go back to life and go back to like normal ministry. Um, and that didn't happen, and it's a gift because, um, yeah, to be able to walk with everyone. And to really, truly know that I can walk a couple of days ahead, but I'm not walking a year ahead. It's, it's, I'm still walking with the people who are listening. And so every day I literally still, even though I finished recording, like, I don't know, a couple of days ago, every day still just praying for those people who are listening to today. And, you know, it's just that, that note of really wanting to honor and try to respect that relationship that, um, seems to have formed over the course of the last, you know, 300 plus 350, 60 plus yeah. days. You could not have imagined it would do what it's done. No, not at I, all. The number one podcast for the whole year, Father Mike. That's ah, incredible. Tell me when it started like catching on and wasn't dropping down. What were you thinking? 
So I am an underreactor at times. Now, okay. when it comes to uh, when it, <laughs> this is the worst. I'm an underreactor <laughs> when it comes to happy things. When it oh, comes to sure. sad things, I over. I mean, I I I let myself feel like the sadness. I let myself feel like the power of the moment. The moment. But when it comes to rejoicing, I'm like, oh yeah, that's neat. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I just like, what's wrong with me? But um, <laughs> but so I remember thinking like, oh, so the people from Ascension said, have you looked at the the you know iTunes whatever? And I. Oh wow! Look, look at that. What do you know? And that that was my response. Wow. Okay, that's neat. Because <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. That's neat. Um, Minnesota nice. I heard it's called. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and the understatedness. So one of the one of the it's the uh, well, it can always get worse. <laughs> right. My mentality, right. which I know is dumb. It's it's backwards. <laughs> but my deeper response would be gratitude. I can't take any credit. That's one of the things that I'm just so grateful to the Lord for is um, I might've shared this before, but someone had uh, in the first couple, maybe month or so of the new year when it was doing pretty well. And um, I had a number of people, both people I, I, I've known and people I had no idea who they were reaching out and saying, hey, congratulations on this new podcast. Don't let it go to your head. And right. I remember thinking like, no, I, I appreciate that. Like wanting to keep, you know, some humility <laughs> there. But I, I remember thinking, well, thank you for saying that. I've had a, like my weekly sermons uh, online since 2007. Uh, and I've done another podcast since 2015. And none of them have even gotten closer, as close to this. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm just reading the Bible and it's done better than anything else I've done myself. So I don't think there's any room for pride there. I think actually that's a dose of humility that tells you like, this is where you rank, bro. Like, right. let's let's tell the truth about yourself. And that right. is when it's your thoughts and ideas, it's on the low rank. When it's the Lord's word, hey, then then people can tune in because it has nothing to do with you. And that's the the good word of just gratitude of being able to say, I don't have to own it. And this is the thing that I, I remember praying about this last night, even yesterday and, and coming to this place of, um, oh, I don't own it and it doesn't own me. I'm grateful, so grateful, but it's not mine. And uh, I'm not its, I guess. Yeah. So what happens next? Do you do 2022? That's a good question. So one of the things we wanted to do from the very beginning was let this live on as a podcast. And so what they're going to do is they have a plan. It's going to live in two different places. Uh, that one is the, the episodes that are there are going to be there. But those who want to start it in 2022 can get an episode a day. Oh, they'll they'll like build a new feed and refresh it. Right, exactly. <gasps> so kind of re-release it in many ways. And I'm so excited because uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go I back and listen. Read it. <laughs> I want to go back and just like mark up my Bible yeah. with uh, with listening because it was as I was reading. It's you're really focused on getting you know getting the words right and yes, making sure names, it's intelligible. Dude. The, the names, names you were able to do. That's the first time I was like, I've got to reach out to this guy because he is doing so great saying all these names. Man, that's a challenge. Uh, but just to be able to recognize that this is an opportunity to for me to do for myself in some ways what I wanted to offer to others. And I'm no different in the sense of yes, it's it's going to be a new year in a in a few weeks. And, uh, but my need is the same. Like I still need to be fed by God's word and I still need to be formed by his word. And that was the prayer from the beginning was, I think as a culture, um, maybe even as a church, you know, as, as, as Christians, um, I think a lot of us have lost our biblical worldview. And, um, and that was the, that sense, as I, I said, I'm listening to a lot of wise people say smart things and that's not bad. That's a really good thing. But there is a greater worldview that should be my lens. And that that worldview is the word of God. And so again, that wasn't just for 2022. That's probably for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, my plan is January 1st, day one, and go back to Genesis and Job. Yeah. Are you surprised how many Protestants have come along? Oh, I'm so grateful. So grateful. Um, and 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 not just uh nationally or globally, but even in my home, in my town here oh, uh, wow. in Duluth, Minnesota, I, there's the people at, at the gym I go to and they'll come up and they will be like, so Father Mike, I'm doing that. I'm like, that's awesome. These women, uh, these guys, they come up and, and yet we have never maybe necessarily talked about faith ever before. Um, and again, don't go to the same church. Uh, but uh, the fact that here we are in day 350, 360, whatever it is, by the time you know podcast is released, and they're still hanging with it. In fact, one of the guys that I only see him on Saturdays because I go into workout at like 4.50 in the morning and he goes at night where, you know, normal people yeah. would be awake. And uh, but on Saturdays, I see him and he posted something on Instagram the other day that it, that the podcast was his number one Spotify 
podcast. And I thought, that's insane. This is incredible. And I know we, he's, uh, I think Methodist or something and I'm Catholic clearly. Um, but it's, it's been the big, one of the best joys of my life, uh, to be able to share that with, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and then the other side is to be able to share it with people like, I don't know if I, <laughs> um, this summer I was filling in a parish in my, uh, hometown area. So I was staying at my mom and dad's place. And, uh, at one point I came down Sunday afternoon into the living room and I heard my voice in there and, uh, <laughs> and I came in and they're both listening. I'm like, Hey, they're like, shh. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like we're listening to you. And, uh, it wouldn't have been bad if it was the, the Bible part of it, but it was the commentary part. Yeah. Here I am. The fact of the matter is I got to read the entire Bible to my mom and dad and some of my siblings who have been going through this whole thing. And I think that is crazy humbling and it wouldn't, insane honor because these are my, these are the people who taught me how to read. And here I am getting to be able to, you know, read God's word to them. Um, and I just think who gets to do that? I, honestly, in their life, who gets to do that? And I mean, it, one of my friends reached out and said the same, something similar. They said, so let me go back. Uh, when I was uh, 17 or 18 in high school, uh, I was asked to be in a uh, this event where they they asked, like, here's some background information that when we introduce you to the the crowd, like, let them know a little bit about you. And so one of the things that was, what is, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what what's your biggest goal in life? And I think I wrote something like, I want to bring as many souls to Jesus as I possibly can. And so when they introduced me, they said, uh, this is Mike Schmitz. Um, he wants to do a lot of good in the world. <laughs> kind of neutered that one. Yeah. But um, but you knew you wanted to be a priest then? I didn't know. I wasn't sure what God wanted. Uh, I knew I, I knew I wanted to be a missionary or I wanted to be a yeah, priest maybe or t teach theology or something like this. I knew that um, Jesus had to be the center of all of it. But uh, And then some, one of my friends pointed out, they said, do you realize you get to proclaim the gospel to all of these people at one time. And I just think I didn't realize that. No, I just thought I was, you know, so I, again, I don't want to talk about myself, any, but I just, it, but it's just an honor. And I just, so when you started by saying like, how does it feel? And I'm like, oh, I, I'm an underfeeler. I'm all, here I am now going like, actually, never mind. I, I, I'm a misdiagnoser of myself apparently because uh, uh, it's just gratitude is probably the number one thing, overwhelmed by gratitude. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Simplified and their Simplified Planner. My dear friend, Emily Lay started Simplified as a response to feeling busy and overwhelmed with a mission to equip and inspire other women to simplify their lives too. With the goal of weeding through all the dings and buzzes and notifications that bombard us in an increasingly digital world. She wanted to give us all a place to write out our thoughts and to-dos and this led to their cornerstone product, the Simplified Planner. Besides my Bible and my journal, my Simplified Planner is my go-to, gotta have it with me item. It's how I know what's coming up and remember the things that I need to remember and arrive where I'm supposed to be at the right time. So get everything out of your head and onto paper so you can spend more time focusing on the things that matter. The 2022 editions are available now and they are just lovely, beautiful cover design, spiral or book bound and daily, weekly or monthly options. And if you're not a paper planner person, never fear. Simplified also has tons of other beautiful products to help you simplify your life too. Notepads, baby books, art prints, journals, more. Visit emilylay.co slash that sounds fun and use the code that sounds fun one five for 15% off your order. That's E-M-I-L-Y-L-E-Y dot C-O slash that sounds fun. And you'll get 15% off with the code that sounds fun one five. Hey, my name is Andy Andrew, and my new book is called Friendship, It's Complicated, and my favorite Christmas song is Joy to the World. And I'll tell you why, because my daughter, Finley Grace Andrew, when we were doing the Christmas pageant, she had the solo to start out the song. And as she began to sing as an angel, everybody else started singing with her, and she turned around while she was singing Joy to the World and gave the stank eye to every single person singing with her while she sang Joy to the World. And I will never forget how it gave me so much joy to watch that happen. But also, Joy to the World because Jesus has come. I love every single part of that song. And now back to our conversation with Father Mike. You are also my number one Spotify. I will show you, I took a <laughs> screenshot. Number one Spotify 
top podcast of the year. But the funny thing was, Father Mike, is it says you've listened to 247 episodes. And I was like, that's not that impressive when there's 365 Spotify. So <laughs> <You're getting> <laughs> that number isn't quite all the way up. But I was like, that was also before December started. So 3.30. So I'm, I'm better than one out of three. Now, are you uh, a one-time speed or like a 1.5 time? I do not. Oh, this is a great question. I'm embarrassed that you asked it. I do not. For some reason, 1.5 felt disrespectful. And so I do 1.2. Yes. <laughs> Here at 1.2. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love that. I, um, I had so many people tell me that I asked the question because, because I have to listen sped up because yeah. I, one time, so I was reading, listening, uh, to the gospel of John and myself, I thought, well, this is the gospel of John. It is so profound and deep. I'm going to listen at one time speed. And I actually had to text the producer of the podcast and say, did you all engineer it slower? Because it seems so slow. <laughs> so slow. And he asked the, some of the editors and like, no, nope, we didn't adjust this at all. That's how. And I thought, oh, that's what people have to listen to. I, I felt so sluggish. And I so I realized that I'm just... I like it snappy. Even yeah. the word of God, I like snappy. Yes. When I say snappy, not disrespectful snappy, but just kind of like. How fast do you listen to yourself? At 1.5 or 2 times Or speed. 2? Father yeah, Mike, that I is just... definitely disrespectful to yourself. That's too fast. <laughs> That's too fast. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Tell me how you are different, how you and God are different after this year. I just uh, celebrated a birthday. Yes, um, happy birthday. I love earlier it. this week. <gasps> this very week? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Mike, yeah. You should have told us on the pod. I talk but, to you but, every day. You're supposed to tell me when it's your birthday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but but one of the questions someone someone asked, they said, what, what it's kind of like your question. It, it was, um, what is something you take away from this last year? And I would say one of my takeaways is I know that I am I am well loved. I've been loved very well. I'll say like, I, I have, I've been loved very well. And so over the course of this last year, I recognize that God has loved me really well. That, how are we different? I mean, I've, I've known he's loved me, you know, for ever since I, uh, well, I was told that from as long as I can understand English, uh, and it gets deeper, but I would say that over the last year, that one of the things that God has just reminded me of is that uh, he's loved me well and that my family has loved me well and that I have like our students, they've loved me well. I even think about, so after I recorded the the final episode a couple of days ago, as I said, I, I told some students like, you guys, I'm done. This is incredible. And, and one of our students, she said, oh, that's awesome. That's so great. We know we're really proud of you. Do you think you'll be more available now? And it was one of those kind of like daggers to the heart of like, ah, has that, felt like that is it felt like this has taken me or taken my time taken my my heart away from you all and i just have to like i, I can't just dismiss it you know, like like oh no it was fine it was fine it was it was i have to sit sit there and say okay yeah this didn't just cost me something this might have cost some of our students you know the the attentiveness of a father and and that's you know i, I know that it's interesting because as a priest one of the things that we um the deepest identity. So I remember in seminary back in the day, they had said, you know, as, as you get ordained to preach, you're not just ordained this functionary to, you know, dispense the sacraments or not just go through the liturgy, that kind of thing. They said, you have to be something more than that, something other than that. And and they never really gave, at least at the time when I was there, they never really gave a real clear sense of what is that? It was kind of a, they would say, talk about like ministry of presence and whatnot. And it wasn't until a few, a bunch of years ago, maybe 10 years ago, where it really became clear here, especially being on a college campus that, oh, there is a reason why we call the priest father. It's because there's a spiritual fatherhood um, that we are ordained for. And so I realized that, and especially, you know, for some of your listeners, I'm like, oh, you, that can even be a problematic thing because like, didn't Jesus say somewhere about call no man father? Um, which is a good question. But at the same time, the depth of, you might even say, how about this pastor, the heart of a shepherd? Um, but we recognize that it has to go deeper than that. And so what is the number one thing a, shepherd does with his sheep. It's not merely guard them. It's not merely feed them. It's be with them. What's the number one thing a dad can do for his kids? Again, it's not all the other things he has to do, which is, you know, uh, raise them and teach them and train them and, and, and work for them, but it's to be with them. And uh, so I think that there's an element where it's grievous when someone says, father, you weren't there. 
And so my my prayer is this that that uh, it if it costs them something, then they get get the blessing as well. Because uh, I, I know it's cost me something, but hopefully there's a blessing. Does that make sense? I don't. Yes. Mean to... Yes. You don't mean to do anything. You're doing. It's great. You, this makes tons of sense. Really, the tears are still too close for me to respond directly to that. So let's talk about Tobit. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you read me books of the Bible I have never known. I now, I need to know that in this year, I've bought a Talmud because of a Jewish friend of mine. I've bought a <laughs> First Nations Bible because of my Native American wow. friends. And yeah. I bought the Great Adventure Bible because of <laughs> my friend, my, Father Mike. <laughs> so now I own three new spiritual texts that I did not own before. So I have my own copy of Tobit. There are seven books in the Apocrypha. Is that correct? That you read yep, to us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Tobit is the one for me. What's your? Is, do you have a favorite in there? No, I I, I really like Tobit a lot, a lot as well. Um, there are, there's you know the prayer of Tobit at the end. Oh, um, oh, not only the story of God's care and His providence for uh for Tobit for Tobias for Sarah, um, but also there are you know kind of like how Sirach and Proverbs have also Sirach. I did like Sirach <laughs> um, too. Yeah, and wisdom ha- have like life advice. But there's these little gems, or James, even the letter of James. Uh, there's little gems in the book of Tobit of just, here's how you should live. This is a wise way to live. This is a way that honors God. And I just, uh, yeah, I love it. I think I may have told you this when it was happening, but I was uh, on vacation when you were reading Tobit. So I'm at the beach and I I like am just walking and I'm saying to myself, I've never heard any of this before. I'm like crying on the beach, be like, this is the kindest story I've ever heard. I've never read this. I'm 41 years old. I've been a believer since I was five. So I've been in this game for a while. I have never known that Tobit existed. And it is one of the most impactful parts of my 2021. That's, that's phenomenal. That's so we, we also have a, uh, we have a retreat we put on for high school students. We call it, it's called Tobit. Um, <gasps> I'm too old. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and it stands for, so it's, it's not only the name, it's also an acronym for the theology of the body Institute or Immer- immersion for teens. So T O B I T. Um, and so because of the fact that here's, I mean, even just think of, uh, Tobias's prayer, uh, the night before or the night he and, and Sarah's wedding and where he just, arise my sister and let us pray to the Lord and ask his mercy upon us. And he just, it's so incredible. In fact, so many of our our students, they will choose that as their wedding reading where, Lord, you know that I did not marry this woman out of lust, but for a noble purpose and help us to to grow old to uh, a ripe old age. And they both of them say together, amen, amen. And just like, there's something about just that, that, that desire expressed through scripture to honor, to uphold, to, to love each other truly and in the face of risk. And I love the fact that, yes. so if, if it, the people who are listening to this <gasps> yes, podcast tell, haven't tell, listened tell. to know, but <laughs> that here's uh, Sarah who, you know, she's been married seven times before this. And every night of the wedding night, this demon Asmodeus has killed her husband. And yet she keeps trying. And that's just blows my mind. It's just blows my mind. And, when, and it, but yet we're surrounded by people like this all of the time. We're surrounded by people who there are real sufferings in their lives. And every morning they keep getting up. And every morning they keep trying and and they they cry out to the Lord. And there may be sometimes when it's really clear that God is responding, but oftentimes here is the Lord. He's silent. He's not absent. He's silent, but they keep trying. And you think about the virtue of hope and uh, the virtue of humility, which are just so wrapped up in the virtue of courage <laughs> that you think here is Sarah who says, I'm not going to give up. Um, and here's Tobias who says, I'm going to take a risk. And, uh, and I, I think about every wedding, uh, I'm at, I always think of those two and yeah. think like, here's, here's a couple, uh, that are saying, I'm not going to give up. And the couple that says, I'm willing to risk the rest of my life for the chance to be yours. And that her father is digging a grave yes. for yeah. Tobias yep. while they're getting the married. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I'm like, how is this not a movie we've seen? Right. That the oh father's out there digging a grave while, because seven other times the next morning, the guy's dead. Right. Exactly. That's been a gift. I, when you tech, emailed me about that, I was like, oh, Annie, I'm so grateful that you reached out because it is one of my uh, favorites. And it just, there's so much wisdom and there's so much, again, of God's heart that gets revealed. Kind of like how in Hosea, the prophet Hosea, he's just brokenness, but so much of the father's heart is revealed through Hosea letting his, his heart be broken. So good. Every day when you're doing the commentary, have you pre-written 
what you're going to say? Or are you just going off of your own experience and what you think stands out to you that day? I, I have, I'm, so I, yes. <laughs> so um, there are, so I have a number of commentaries that have been helpful over the course of the year. Um, and sometimes I know that, oh gosh, I need to write down the bullet points of what I want to say or all I'm going to be completely lost, especially, man, the New Testament has been a rough one. The Old Testament was really clear in some ways, but you're going through the letters of Paul or any of the letters and there's there you go through three chapters, you've a covered lot. a lot of territory. Yes, yes. And so it's kind of one of those, what do you pick? But for the Old Testament, um, it's been, it was a gift because I could have bullet points and say, okay, I want to cover this and this and this, but then nothing else is written out. I'm just um, kind of just trying to offer my best reflection after some study and prayer. Yeah, you can tell you've been... Um thoughtful about the Bible for a very long time. I hope so. Cause I, I never want to, I want to have fun, you know, hopefully there's, there's an energy and a lightness about it, but at the same time, not, um, not flippant, right. Not, uh, uh, disrespectful or cavalier. Well, you've done that really beautifully. So, okay. Let me ask you one of the questions that our friends from our AFD week in review email have brought to us. Kelly's asking, she said, my son is considering and leaning towards going to seminary to become a priest. How did people support you while you were a seminarian and now as a priest? Is a father and That's a priest a great... the same thing? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Yep. Is there a lower level of priest under father? Nope, nope. It's a, yep. So great question though. I, so listen, there is I know a, nothing. There's... This is just the beginning of our friendship where I'm going to ask you stuff that you're like, <laughs> Annie, have you read a book before? Have you ever known a Catholic before? So sorry. This is great. No, no, it's awesome. So there are... um there's three like orders essentially in holy orders. So that's the, uh, it's deacon, priest, bishop. Uh, so that those are the kind of the levels um, under holy orders. Uh, and so in some ways you could say like the pre-priest one is the deacon uh, and then uh, priesthood and then bishop. So how could someone support, you know, I, so here, let me, I'll tell you my story. So um, I was discerning like, God, what do you want me to do in high school? And then I went, I went to a normal college and I studied theology there instead of going to like a seminary in college. And I was so grateful because I felt like I had a lot of pressure, not pressure, internal pressure, that if I didn't go to a seminary in college, then um, I'd be saying no to the Lord. But one of the things I've discovered since then is God is never waiting for us to answer a question that he hasn't asked yet. And so I was like, I need to, ask. but so if I didn't say yes to this, to seminary, I thought I'd be saying no to God, but then I realized, wait, he hasn't actually specifically asked me to do this. And so my dad, actually, he was the one who spoke and he said, you know, um, he had uh, discerned whether he was called to be a priest or not, and not was the answer. Um, but he said, uh, uh, an older priest told him that if you're called, you'll always be called. So just be at peace. And he said, he said, why don't you go to a normal college for, you know, four years and maybe in four years, I'll have more clarity. And that was, he just gave me permission. And that, that giving me permission was so helpful. And so I went to, as I said, a, a kind of normal college. It was a, a major in theology. And there's a long story, but I'll give, shorten it up. I was a missionary for just a year after that time and in, in Central America at, teaching at a, at a school. And uh, it was a gift. It was, it was such a time of conversion. I was dating this gal and just absolutely loved her. And then I was in prayer and I had been wrestling with this. I mean, it came back up when I was down there in Central America. And and it just became really clear one day that after I was, after 10 years, essentially every day of saying, God, just let me know, like whatever it is you want, I'll just do it. But just let me know. One day it was very, very clear. And uh, it was a, an incredible experience of God giving so much clarity and so much freedom, meaning this is what I'm calling you to do. If you don't, I still love you. And that was just like, Hmm. Okay, Lord. Um, but I've, but I've been saying for 10 years every day, God, just let me know and I'll do it. Yeah. And so not only was it a, a tension or a good balance between clarity and freedom, there was also this incredible experience of sadness Gosh, and peace. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I mean, I was absolutely in love with it. We had planned on, okay, I'll come back from this year of being, you know, on mission and then we'll get in and next summer we'll get married. Like this is the whole plan. I, just, I had been accepted to grad school already to get, you know, master's and hopefully PhD. I'll teach in college. And then it was really clear that that's not what I was being asked to do. So I remember just bawling my eyes out. But at the same time, in the midst of that sorrow, having a depth of peace and joy of going, oh my gosh, Lord. So my image was always, uh, if you've ever been scuba diving, I remember I've done it like twice, uh, sitting on like the, the gunnel of this boat and you have this tank on and mask on. It's just every, but with the boat's going up and down and up and down on these waves. But they say, okay, just fall over. Just, you know, just go back and you sink two feet under the water and it's just calm. And so you know that on the surface, yeah, there's all these waves, 
but deep down there was this, oh, no, this is, this is right. And like, this is good. This is, I can peace and joy, even in the midst of my heart you know, being broken. And, um, so, uh, long story long, apparently I, uh, I, my parents came down and visited me, uh, while I was down there and I'd already applied to a seminary back, back home. And, uh, I hadn't told them my, 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 we we're hanging out in this kind of like this porch outside in the jungle. And my, my mom says, so, uh, but people stop on the street. They were, someone asked, what are you doing next year? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I think I'm going to seminary. <laughs> And like, oh, okay. What about, you know, Melissa, that's her name. And what about, I'm like, well, I told them and like, okay, what about this? You know, what will you study here or there? And I, okay, wow. Okay. Well, we're not surprised and want another beer. Right. <laughs> that was, that was it. Yeah. So it was just very low pressure. It, and, and for the next four or five years, I think my mom never said anything positive or negative at all about it. Just like, oh, how's school going? Or how's seminary? How's this? You know, um, but never said anything positive or negative. And I thought, does she not even care? Like what's going on? I realized after the fact that she just didn't want to unduly affect me in, in one way or another, like yeah. push me away. Cause I, I remember thinking, mom, when was the last time I did anything just because you wanted me to do it? Right. Um, much less break up with this woman of my dreams. Uh, you know, it's a kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but the whole point of that whole story really was, I think there's an element of, uh, here's some support, like, great. This is, how is it going? We're present to you but our hopes and dreams aren't hanging on you. And that's just, I think that's probably just good parenting, right? Where it's, there's that sense of we have, I remember my mom years ago, I mean, wow, me being a kid, I remember being a kid and her saying something along the lines of, I don't care what any of you kids do for a living. I just want you to uh, honor the Lord, like whatever it is. I just, I just want you to, to make sure that it's uh, for the right reason and that it honors God. And uh, like, okay. Great. There's a lot of ways you can, a person can do that. So, uh, so yeah, I think that that could really help. Is just this. Uh, I'm not pushing you away. I'm not pushing you towards. I just. How can I help? And sometimes, that's all it needs to be said. Sometimes. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Redeeming Love, the movie, you guys, the movie. Now listen, y'all know I'm a big fan of getting swept away in a big love story. And if you're like me and enjoy a good romantic film with beautiful cinematography, then you're going to love Redeeming Love. It's in theaters January, 2022. Find me another woman around my age who grew up in church who didn't adore reading the international best-selling novel by Francine Rivers, also called Redeeming Love. I mean, all my friends read it, guys and girls. The movie, based on this beloved novel, takes place during the California gold rush of 1850 and follows the story of Angel, the most notoriously sought-after woman in the Sierra Nevada foothills town of Paradise. Y'all, the drama. The drama. And just as she's about to give up on finding freedom, Angel meets Michael and encounters a love that's unlike anything she's ever experienced. But shame about her past causes Angel to run away from the very thing she's always wanted. Michael won't give up on finding her, and as a result, Angel discovers there is no brokenness that love can't heal. Redeeming Love features Abigail Cohen, Tom Lewis, Nina Dobrev, Eric Dane, and Fomka Jansen, and it's rated PG-13. It premieres January 21st in theaters nationwide. So gather a big group of friends or just pair up with someone you love to go see Redeeming Love. For more information or to find tickets to a theater near you, visit redeeminglovemovie.com. Again, that's redeeminglovemovie.com. Hi, this is Christy Knuckles, the author of The Life You Long For, and my favorite Christmas song, I'm going to go with Oh Holy Night. I'm Nathan Knuckles, and I would say my favorite Christmas song would be The First Noel. And now back to finish up our conversation with Father Mike. I think it's really profound that in your story of being unmarried and choosing this life, that the thing you felt the most at the end of this year is more loved. Thank you, uh, because I, I didn't want you asked what the experience was. So my one of the things that held me back, uh, I was no, it held me back. Two things I was afraid of about seminary and being a priest is one was I thought it was kind of a like a giant nerd factory where you uh -huh. go in normal and you come out very different, <laughs> very uncool. And, uh, very uncool. And I thought, ah, I don't want, and, and then of course I got there and realized that, oh, I'm 
maybe I'm the nerd here. Like maybe I'm the one <laughs> with the oddball because there were some incredible men that I, I studied with. Um, and the other fear was I thought I'd be really lonely. I, I, you, I, mean, I think anyone hears about, okay, so celibate priesthood, you're not married, you don't have kids. Um, just the picture I had in my head was there I am in Northern Minnesota in this drafty old, you know, rectory, I'm sitting in my rocking chair with an Afghan on my lap and pet, stroking my cat, looking out <laughs> over the, uh, the, the winter tundra and just rocking back and forth to hearing the clock tick, 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 you know, that's how I imagined it. I yeah. thought that's what my life is going to be like. And, um, it has been the opposite. Like, I don't know. I sometimes wish I was lonely <laughs> Like in times that I'm like, there is so, there's so many people and there's so much goodness. And as you know, reminded me, I've been loved really well. Um, the Lord has given me, uh, I mean, especially in, in my role, I've been on this campus for, this is my 17th year. Oh my And gosh. he has given me so many uh, spiritual children um, who who um, he's given me the chance to love. I haven't always done it perfectly, but who have loved me back. Yeah, the opposite. I would never describe my life as being lonely. Um, it's so full. Uh, of course, obviously every, every Christian experiences the cross. We all experience pain. I remember someone once saying, uh, a priest once saying, if I had a hundred lives, I would choose to be a priest every one of those lives. And I probably would say the same thing. It's been a gift. It's been a huge gift. I said to some friends recently that I've decided that loneliness isn't going to be a bar that I make decisions off of anymore because yes. I think everybody feels it. Oh, it's so good. And so I'm just like, who cares? Because I'm not married yet either. And so I'm like, loneliness is going to happen no matter who's in your life. So that's not going to be a bar anymore that makes me decide how I feel about the rest of my life. That's just part of the gig, I think, for humans. It, it is. It is. And that maybe that's why I, I would say that I've never described my life as lonely because I just know like, oh, that's normal. I know <laughs> right? people who are married and like happily married who get lonely. People who have a bunch of kids who get lonely. People who have a lot of friends who get lonely. And like, yes, that is, it's just a normal part of life. And uh, yeah, so I'm glad you highlighted that because that's a, when did you come to that? realization or conclusion about not just not, uh, probably in the last three months. Yeah. I just was like, wait, I always feel this. It, it just, it, I started being like, I feel like I've made a lot of decisions about how I want to do things based on whether it made me feel lonely. And there are times where I still can't, I think we're allowed to do that. We're allowed to listen to the loneliness and make decisions off of it for sure. But also I just went like, oh, that's not going to be a success factor to me anymore. Well, I wasn't lonely, so, or, oh, I'm lonely. And that, I just took away loneliness's power to write the rest of the story for me. Ah, oh, it's awesome. I love that. How has that happened? Or how has that like been lived out the last three months? Has it been difficult to remember that? Or has it been more? I think it's both. I think the answer is yes, as you said earlier. Um, I think the answer is yes. It, it, it is difficult. It just is a different conversation I have with myself when it's happening of like, hey, remember, this is okay. Hey, I bet that, I bet that does feel that way what doesn't that change and what does it change? You know, I think it just is a little more permission to, to let it be a wave that washes over versus a wave that knocks me over. Yeah. 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 That's good. I, I feel it. like you're what a grace. Well, you're right. It, it is a gift from the Lord, right? Because the other option is the other thing I've done a lot, which is let it kind of be a, a directional thing. And I, I don't want that to be the case. We got too much life left to live and I have no idea what happens next. So I'm like, honestly, okay. You can't, no one can. Right, yeah. right. Okay, Father Mike, we've got to, I want to really honor your time. So now's when I'm going to cry and tell you how much this year has meant to me. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, getting a tissue. I have no idea why I found your podcast. I, I like starting things in January and I like finishing them. I did not know that, and I've read the Bible for a long time. I have never experienced it like this. I have never felt connected to the Bible like I did when you've, as you've read it to me. I have never felt changed by it consistently, but small in small ways versus running into a, a scripture and it being this big mind blowing moment that's happened a lot. And I'm thankful, but it's like you tweaked my robot life every day, right? Like you changed a screw over here and you changed a handle over here and you, so you, you changed me every day. So I brought you all the way here in front of all these people to, to selfishly get a chance to say thank you. Because every day when you've asked us to pray, I've prayed for you. And I thought, Father Mike prays for me too. That's what he does. 
So I just am so thankful that you put your time into this and that you let Protestants listen along (laughs) (laughs) and you shared Catholicism with me in a way that made me feel closer to God and to my Catholic friends, not more separated. I thought we are one group of people. We are one group of people. There are some things that aren't the same about our church experiences, but the idea that we get to be in heaven forever together is very exciting to me. And I will be way more chill when that happens. I will not cry every time I see you there. But I just cannot thank you enough. I don't have any words because I just thank you so much. Um, I don't know if you can respond to a thank you with a thank you. (laughs) Not here. uh, I'm just kidding. Of course not. Nope. Uh, No, I just... So earlier, maybe it was six months in, five months in, and you kind of, things get kind of, can wear, can grate on you when you have to do something every day, you know, it's just kind of, okay, this is good, but ah, gosh, I, I feel weird saying it's hard. I feel weird. And at one point, remember just a, a grace being able to say, okay, I can acknowledge that this is a burden. I can acknowledge that recording every day is a burden. And at the same time, not only is it a burden worth carrying, it is an honor that I don't deserve. And so, Annie, for you to to share that, I just think that is something I don't deserve. I'm just so grateful. It's something I don't deserve. I don't even deserve to know that uh, it helped you know that the Lord loves you and know his heart even better than you already have. And I just, I don't deserve to know that or even be part of it. And so I'm just so grateful for you telling me that and so grateful to the Lord himself for, oh gosh. I know this morning I just was journaling and I was like, God, I who would we be without your word? Yeah, yeah. Like, who Lost. would I be? I would be so lost. I'd be so lost. You'd say, I, I wouldn't even be me. That's it, Father Mike. I would not even be me. That's it. I would not even be me without God's word. So it has been an extraordinary year for me in a lot of ways, good ways and hard ways and all sorts of things. And and when I think back on this year, I think of you as one of the most consistent pastoring voices that has walked me through a year that you didn't know. It's wild. I, you've done that for probably, I don't know your stats. I did not stalk you that hard. I would imagine <laughs> that the podcast has reached millions. I mean, I'd imagine it's reached millions. And it is just wild to think you're like, you're now every Protestant's Catholic priest. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for that. I hope so. I, I hope I hope that, you know, through that, like you mentioned, I hope that there's a, that sense of, you know, sometimes some non-Catholic Christians can think like, well, Catholics aren't even Christians. And, and so I hope that that hopefully broke that idea um, because, you know, the, the Catholic church says, yeah, we're separated, but we're separated brethren, meaning that we're still brothers and sisters. We just, there are some divisions, um, but we're still brothers and sisters. And it's an honor to have you, Annie, as my sister. Yeah. I feel the same. I feel the thing you don't know is that when you become friends with me, you're like super stuck with me. I like don't go anywhere. (laughs) And so, and so if you need anything from Nashville, from me, from, you know, this is not our last time chatting. I hope that would be my my hope is that you'll come back. Okay. So the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, Father Mike, tell me what you do for fun. What sounds fun to you? So I was talking with some brother priests a couple, maybe five weeks ago, and and they were saying, what do you do for fun? Because we were just, I was kind of talking about some some things in my life. I'm like, first I was like, I don't really know. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's a problem. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I, I love, so, ah, this is so stupid. Well, I'm not going to judge myself. <laughs> don't judge I, I really like CrossFit and I like exercising. And um, I, it is one of those things where not only uh, do I like getting better, and I like, you know, pushing every day gets to be a competition because there's a strength component. Are, do, are you getting any better? There's also this metabolic conditioning, a Metcon, and like you're competing against yourself and against the people next to you. And like, and I just, I love that. I start every day off with a competition and yeah. um, trying to get better. And also the people that I've met uh, at the gym, I just really like there's some days, as I said, I get up at like 4.15 and I'll get up because like, well, if I'm not there, you know, Eric's going to miss me and Josh is going to be there and Britain's not going to be there. You know, that sense of like, I need, I need to be there because yeah. I need to see my crew. Yeah. And I just, uh, it is a fun thing that some mornings I dread doing, but I always am glad that I did. Yeah. 
That's a great answer. Your fun is allowed to be fun. And a CrossFit person always tells people when they do CrossFit. So you were bound oh to get gosh. it in. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes. <laughs> I was like, that's why I didn't want to say it because I'm like, I know the stereotype. I have to mention it at least every conversation. And you got, give You've me the chance it. at the end of this one. You've really uh. done it. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? Is there anything left? I don't know. I, I if, if there is, we should save it for the next conversation. That's right. There we go. Um, thanks again for all you've done. I'm very, very grateful. And thanks for being on the show. That just means the world. Same. I'm so great. Uh, gosh, I'm so grateful. Yes. Oh, you guys, isn't he awesome? I know. I'm sorry about all the tears, but I just can't help it. Someone who has walked with me through this entire year and didn't even know. I mean, he's just been a part of every day that's mattered to me this year. And I... I'm so thankful for him, for the word of God. And yes, for sure, we're staying friends with him. Don't worry, he will be back. I have like eight other conversations I want to have with him. So it is going to happen. Hey, make sure you follow Father Mike Schmitz on social media. Tell him thanks so much for being on the show. And if you've been listening to the Bible in a year, tell him how much it's mattered to you. Let I mean, he already feels so loved this year. Let's be a part of ending that strong, yeah. And if you want to start listening next year, if you want to start over, remember he said they're starting a new feed and they'll start releasing it every day. I'm telling you, I cannot recommend it enough. Listen to Father Mike every day or most days. Listen to Father Mike as much as you can in 2022. I will definitely share the link when that goes live, but you can also probably find it uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can probably find Father Mike's uh, Bible in a Year for 2022. If you need anything else from me, you know, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. I think that's it for me today, friends. I've got to stop crying, so I have to move on from this. (laughs) So go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Thanking God for Father Mike and all that he and the Word of God have meant this year. I'm just so grateful. So today, what sounds fun to me, you know, speaking of Israel, I get to eat at a Middle Eastern restaurant tonight, so I'm going to have some hummus. I'm looking forward to it. That sounds fun to me. So y'all have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the last day of our 12 days of Christmas. You know who it is. It's time for that Q&A with Santa Claus. He's answering your questions tomorrow right here on That Sounds Fun. We'll see you then. My name is Francis Chan. I'm the author of Until Unity and my favorite Christmas song. And it's going to sound so cheesy, but it's because of the memories and everything else. It is the entire Amy Grant Christmas album from like 30 something years ago. 